you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Mike, what air, What kind of bender would you want to be? What, or what kind of bender do you think you are? That's what this movie is supposed to prompt, right? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I like earthbending. I think it's cool. Not as cool, and the, the movie's less cool than the show. But what? Oh, okay, I, I didn't. I didn't catch that. We're not gonna dig into. I'm not gonna go a whole on to. I've said the piece. It's not as good. No, I'm no, no. Go. I want you to. I, I, I want to talk about this a lot because I have okay. many. I, I, have, I have questions. I don't know if I. Have so many this questions. isn't gonna be a repeat of Dragon Ball. You actually want to know things about Avatar: The Last Airbender. Sorry, Avatar. I want to know where the gaps are and like what sort of like, like. <sighs> From your perspective, what happened? Because I have I have sure. a lot of opinions about the film itself, like about how why it is bad, but like how is it bad in it being an Avatar like movie? Mm-hmm. Basically, we're doing we're doing the Last Airbender, by the way, everybody. Can't Welcome to the show. Doing. We're gonna <laughs> jump right into what's wrong with it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna jump right into the comment section of any YouTube video ever. Oh, also, I would be um, I think Waterbender. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that um, tracks. I'm 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 a Pisces, and you know it, it kind of fits the whole. I think it I think it makes a lot of sense. Madison's a piss bender. A piss bender. I'm a I'm a pudding bend. I'm a pudding bender. <laughs> Can only bend snack packs. Um, God. I'm an elbow bender. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the movie. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to figure out where to start because, like, the movie sure. doesn't do an awful job with like because it covers an entire season of a television show like 20 or more 20 minute episodes of a show they try to knock down in 90 minutes or thereabouts an hour 45 i think so like the stuff with the earthbenders and where that's the whole village whatever that's like two episodes there's a whole bunch of episodes where they're like on their way to the northern water tribe and they're learning and living and loving along the way so like they're they just condensed too much. Jackson and I were talking about this when I rewatched it because surprise, I watched it with friend and Avenger Jackson F1. And um, they needed to either spend more time on the journey to the Northern Water Temple and then make that entire thing its own separate movie. Because like this is when franchising was really just kicking off and becoming like a big thing. And it's like, I can't believe you didn't take each book and do one movie for basically the season, one movie for the big set piece at the end. And that's eight movies. That's how you make four seasons, eight movies, or we really just hoof it to the air temple and do basically none of the show because like the stuff they did in there, while they made some weird changes, like the earthbender thing, it's actually a really good episode where um, it's a village where there are like no earthbenders and all the men have been taken to this like oil rig prison where there's it's like metal there's no earth so they can't bend mm, and then okay. ang and katara i think sneak on and convince them to rise up and overthrow whatever and come whatever like that's what the show is a lot of of them finding villages who are under the thumb of the fire nation fighting and inspiring the people to like rise up and this was okay. kind of just like any like robin hood movie where we just get a montage of him robbing from the king like nothing actually happened my favorite part of the earthbender thing yes. and like like if 
And I thought it was going to be more of that. Mm-hmm. But it was like I, I thought yeah. it was going to be like more of them traveling around, like talking to people, like going to different villages, going on the run, sort of. Which mm-hmm. it kind of it was a traveling movie for sure, but you didn't really feel that they were like mm-hmm. going too far. If that makes sense, like um, I didn't get the sense that they were like they were traveling across an entire country, right? Like basically, yeah, like a like, nation, a nation. Like, uh, but what I liked about, or what I thought, my favorite part of it, uh, which was a bad part, was. And it's probably like more of a post-production thing, but there's a scene mm-hmm. when they're fighting the firebenders and there's like a group of earthbenders who do like a joint, like, like dance, mm-hmm. like the it's like dance fighting is what I would call it. Like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what, like, sure. Yeah. Or they're, they, they're group gesturing mm-hmm. to bring this one rock to throw it at a single firebender. And it looks like it's just this very epic thing for this very not a lot of payoff. It's like, really, and and then then another fire, then another bender like sh- like points his finger at that rock and it explodes. Like it's it's like the special effects in the movie are really pretty disappointing most of the time. And that's like another thing because the creators of the show based each of the bending styles off of a martial arts um, mm. style. So like earth bending, I can't remember what earth bending was. That's really yeah. cool. And that's a thing that just kind of, it became much more like dance, I think. And the earth being, again, with some of them because of special effects limitations, like in the cartoon, they could get boulders bigger than like four people pulled up, whatever. Like they could do some sweet fucking earth bending sure, stuff. Sure, but it, none of it's real. Like, like, like right. they oh, I know, but actually I, have like a prop boulder. They could have put a few no, more I know. boulders, right? That's what I mean. Like with, with special effects being what it was at the time, I don't know if maybe it was just like not feasible to make a bigger boulder sure. i don't know it's like animation you can draw a boulder as big as you want and you don't have to pay like you know a thousand dollars an hour to animate it um, yeah but it's just like apparently m night Shaman was a big fan of the show like really liked the show and it just doesn't come across i told jackson it feels like the studio and m night Shyamalan just kept um compromising with each other on things like we want to make this kind of movie i want to make this kind of movie okay let's compromise well here's another crisis okay let's compromise and they ended up making a movie in which nobody was happy if that is true like if it is like a back and forth between like the studio and director like if that is the story i mean the movie is like very blah like it doesn't it barely it barely tells like a real story of like the evolution of any of the characters or anything like that like like um i don't know how much the characters change in the first season but like they don't really too much in the movie Not a either huge amount it's really the second season where there's a whole thing where early i think in the first season ang starts to learn firebending but he doesn't take it seriously and he like really burns katara she ends up getting healed because she learns water healing or something like that and it's fine but he's like i'm never gonna learn firebending and that's the whole thing because the last mm. season of the show is he has to learn firebending yeah Guess who he learns firebending from? The general who can conjure it himself. No. Close. Um, is Dev Patel. It's Dev Patel. Okay. It's Dev Patel. From, from Dev, Dev. In the show, yeah. it is Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, I, it was a good get. I, I mean, I couldn't believe they got Dev Patel for the show. Yeah. Yeah. It just It's just kind of a happenstance mm-hmm. that he's in the movie as well. And that's why they cast him as Prince Zuko, because they yeah. got him for the show. Yeah. But, uh... I, I couldn't remember the character's name, so that's sure. why I said the general guy. But, like, um, who's a different character altogether? Yeah. Yeah, General Iroh's uh, my favorite character. 
next to yeah. a person, a character that you would never have met because they started in season two. Sure. The um, I don't think this movie does a great job, and I guess it doesn't need to over-explain it um, as far as mm-hmm. like the world or whatever, but like how it works or like I didn't ever really understood like the practice of bending or anything like that or the struggle to do it, even though it's like the main focus of the 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 movie of like him learning how to do it like i didn't really understand what helped him learn the new things rather than just like nothing just believing in himself i I guess yeah since they're based off martial arts i think the idea is more just practicing and yeah but that's the cool that's the cool thing it sounds about the show is that all of them were based off of martial arts. So like practicing those movements or whatever, like mm-hmm. if you got more of that in the movie, then it might have been a little bit more like clear. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The big things, uh, do you have any more? Do you want to talk about the? No, we did get to see via the movie, the basis of that classic meme. That's rough, buddy. Or my girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. Oh, uh, which one was that? I don't know. I probably missed it. When you know when the character from this movie who turned into the moon? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, the the girl. Uh, I don't know. Like that's another thing. Like you introduce this character who maybe has like two scenes she shows up before, and I'm supposed to like feel feel something that she's gonna die, like or something, or she's giving up her life to save yeah. the world. Like I didn't really feel. I didn't really feel a lot. Like. No. But they don't do enough. They don't do enough work with the characters in general in the movie for me to even care because he's like she's like a, the girlfriend of um, yeah. Ponytail, or whatever his name is. Well, in the movie it's Soka, in the show it's Sokka. The, there's a whole other thing of how they mispronounce all the names in the movies, pretty much. Okay. Um, and that's I mean that is actually I think the thing that pisses people off the most is like it's the most baffling change that they just like kept calling him Ong, even in the show it's Aang, and like Soka to Sokka, General Iroh instead of Iro. Like, and also it was really odd how people kept saying Avatar, but only like half the time, half the people were saying it. Yeah, that was another, yeah, I, I noticed there's like some inconsistencies of how people pronounce things. Um, mm-hmm. That stuff doesn't like bother me too much. No, Granted, no. I wasn't a fan of the show. It, that's like, to me, like, a lot of it was what was really getting me, which I actually thought found it more funny mm-hmm. as I was watching was the dialogue. Like the dialogue's so bad and like it's not the kid's fault. It's not the kid's fault whatsoever. It's just really bad lines to read. Mm-hmm. They're not getting a lot of direction. The kid particularly who plays is it Ong or is it Ang? Uh, it is Ang. For the purposes of this movie it's Ong. Okay. I mean the- if we're talking about the movie it's Ong. The kid who plays Ong, Jesus Christ, it's just, it would have been better if it was just completely silent role. <laughs> yeah. Because um... he's, I don't think he was much of an actor before this. Um, and I don't, I, I know because I looked at his IMDb, he wasn't a much of an actor after this. But I do know, I did see that he um, might have got the role because he actually practiced martial arts and like was in some competitions. So that's maybe oh, why see. he was like cast so so he could do some of the stunts i guess um but wow it's just some of the line deliveries in this they're so stagnant and they're so unemotionless like it's i think i said this in the twitter live thread but it was like it's like the kids in particular in the movie were talking like they are cartoons like they were the cartoon characters or something while the while the adults are actually like aren't doing that so much 
Um, it's six of one because, like, the show, especially early doors, the show is a little like because it's a kids' show, yeah, and like it got kind of heavy and like it, it it matured with the audience, and it wasn't ever like immature. The first few episodes, it is a little. I mean, it's the first two episodes of a TV show. It's a little rough or what around the edges, anyway. Sure. Uh, but the dialogue in the show was never like this weird and clunky and flat. And I honestly just think it's that those kids also a little call me a little call me. It's bad dialogue. I just also don't think, especially Katara and Ong, that they're very good actors. Mm-hmm. Like Soka, it has had a career since Avatar. Not like wildly successful, but he's worked consistently, so he is at least made made a living. He's actually Jasper in the Twilight films. I haven't watched any of the ones with him in it, but he is that character for anyone who's. He looks familiar. like he could be a vampire or something. Yeah. Um, and his character was supposed to be the comedic relief, but I guess the tone that they cut, they were just like, "No, we don't need that." So then he just didn't have anything to do or say other than like, "Stop that! Don't do that! What are you doing? Stop that!" But there's also so little emotion in mm-hmm. most of the lines that they say back and forth to each other. It's more like just sharing information back and forth about the rich lore of the of the world or whatever. Or none of it sounds very earnest. And that's why I say like I think it comes down to direction too. Mm-hmm. Of like they're like doing another take or like coaching a little bit more. And like I think they're they're both Katara and. Uh, Ang are young actors, right? Mm-hmm. Like in this, so like I can see like how they would maybe not be as like developed, but like I don't know, like with with more help, maybe they it, they their lines could have came back better. <laughs> but there's the biggest disappointment actor wise, you know, like biggest like horrible career after this was Deb Patel. Obviously, he's just yeah. like yeah, really, really didn't succeed much after this, right? I want to talk about Soka a little bit longer just because he's like my one sure. of my favorite characters from the show. I know I mentioned that like Iroh and Soka are my favorites. Sokka um, are my favorites. But the movie does him so dirty because he's like usually like the voice of not reason, but like the pragmatic one of the group where like Aang and Katara are like, let's go say that village. He's like, yeah, there's like 200 fire soldiers there. What are you going to like? How he's his plans usually always fail, but he's at least like the one of like, no, there's one of my favorite episodes. They go to a village where there's a magician in quotes, who's mm-hmm. which again, bending exists in the world, but like magic doesn't or whatever. Um, this magician who's like, or can tell the future or something like that. And um, he keeps taking credit for just like normal stuff. And Soka is trying to like, Soccer, sorry. He's trying to explain like the science of everything. And the, the greatest line in that episode is somebody's like, Well, can your science explain why it rains? And there's a pause that goes, Literally, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's but he's a great line. I think in one of the first ones, he's like, I'm just a guy with a boomerang, not built for all this bending and magic. Like he's just like grumpy that he's like, I'm just a guy with a boomerang and I've been thrust into this high fantasy adventure. I do. Like- and I'm like, That's a great character line for him that they, if they had left that in the show, it might have helped. I mean, it would have. Granted, granted I don't know where the show goes, but like, mm-hmm. um, I do like the idea of a character traveling with all these people who are benders who doesn't have any bending abilities whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't. Um, he never gets any bending no. abilities. He's always that's just a guy with the boomerang. Yeah, that that's great. Like, I I, I like that as like, mm-hmm. like, I think that's a good character to have in like an adventuring party like of these guys, right? Um, yeah, I think. Uh, you could tell that he was supposed to be the comic relief, but like it just—they just, they just the didn't line, give him any lines. 
didn't give him any lines that were funny enough or like didn't even do any like physical comedy stuff. They made maybe had like one joke where he was frozen by Katara. He's just like, not a good physical comedian, which is not yeah. like a bad thing. It's just they cast him to do this job and he like they cast somebody who's not terribly good at physical comedy. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like and then did all physical comedy. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this movie seems a little darker in tone than the mm-hmm. show ever is at times like, it, at times yeah. it can be darker but the show can get pretty dark yeah. it can get real dark yeah like i'm sure people die and stuff like um and but like it just seems like everyone's a little too serious in this movie like mm-hmm. maybe it would have been a little bit more fun if they got a little more wacky with things um mm-hmm. and then you maybe like the kids a little bit more because then they were like oh they're kids like they're going through this adventure saving the world or whatever but they're also mm-hmm. like still kids who have personalities as the, as the show goes on and we get more into like the aspect of this war that's been going on for like a hundred years or whatever mm-hmm. that's where it starts to get darker and more of like the realities of this what what this world is the first season's pretty light there's some moments where it gets kind of dark mm-hmm. i think the first season has like jet who's a freedom fighter who's gonna like drown an entire city to destroy some firebenders or something like he's gonna bust a dam and it's gonna kill like a shitload of innocent people in the city but it's like an ends justify the means kind of thing mm-hmm. that's pretty wild um but it's not till later that it gets yeah. maybe this dark but yeah like um ultimately for me it was just fine yeah. like it, it, it's a, it's a it's a fine movie i could see like why i could see like like why it was a disappointing movie for people um and why it didn't do too well like mm-hmm. but for me it it was just fine divorced from the the continuity and context of um avatar the, the last airbender it's fine mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's i thought it's like my biggest critique i guess is most of the stuff i like really that irks me a lot has to do with it being based off of the tv show if this yeah. was just an independent movie about fantasy movie it'd be fine yeah well speaking of things being fine i don't have any letterbox reviews or rotten tomatoes reviews uh this is one of those films where everybody's thoughts are pretty much too over the top or very like level-headed mostly too over the top and not in our specific brand of funny Mm -hmm. so i dusted off an old chestnut that we haven't come back to for a while okay um this is that's right, everybody. It's everyone's second favorite sh- game show within a show. You can see the photo now. Now for now for uh, new listeners, uh, can you please explain? You can sure. see the photo real fast. So the total the title is "You Can See the Photo," and what that is is the phrase you get when you enter. Mike enters all of our movie titles into Google Translate and then translates them a bunch of times and see what happens. Um. I've taken several, right now I have three of our previous films. I've run them through Google Translate multiple times through multiple languages. And I'm going to see if Madison can guess the title based off of what we got. This is particularly and a funny game for me because I just have a horrible, horrible memory mm-hmm. in general. Also, some and of the titles I, are very funny. Yeah, and I don't necessarily remember what movies we have done all the time. We're at like 120 <laughs> at this point, so I also don't blame you. Yeah. Also, the prize is I'll show you a photo of a really cool duck. Since last time you didn't get one right, you didn't get to see the photo. Uh, I'll find a photo of a cool duck and I'll show it to you. Okay. So, what movie, Madison, did we do mm-hmm. that is part nine, colon, toilet? District nine. That's correct. That one was like, I think, 
Yeah, because it didn't know how to translate nine, right? Some of them, yeah, some of them, especially like the Mario Bros, because there's so many colons in it. Sure, uh, sure, sure, Specifically sure. are pretty easy. There's one where, uh, what was, there's one where there's a word in there that's just not a real word, and it's for, just still in the middle of the title. For for reference, our sequel to District 9 was District 9 colon what? Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. And so it, it translated. Part 9 colon. Toilet. Toilet. Okay. <laughs> uh, Madison, this is the most poetic one that I think we've ever had. What okay. movie did we do that translates to The Death of the Remnant is Not Death? The Death of the Remnant is Not Death. I think this one will surprise you. I'm going to look at our, our list. Okay. Because I'm thinking, like, what did we have something that had death in the title or something adjacent to death? What was it one more time? The Death of the Remnant is Not Death just sounds ominous it does it's not death and the problem with these is i can't show my homework because i mean i probably put it through be like from english to german from german to hawaiian from hawaiian to yiddish from yiddish to uh chinese from chinese to welsh like i don't remember the pattern and i don't sure so many times i'm gonna say the immortal iron blart you're correct oh shit holy shit (laughs) That was amazing. Yeah. That was like, um, because I was just thinking like immortal death. That was the only one that I could see, like, did my brief scroll of like, okay, so death. I thought you were going to get to murder by death too, maybe. Yeah. Well, I figured it wouldn't have death in the title of it, right? So it has to do something different. So yes, the immortal iron blart does eventually translate to the death of the remnant is not death. Okay. Uh, your last one for a third cool duck photo. We'll post these to the Instagram. Hands and buttons, colon, bullets. Hands and buttons, colon, bullets. Uh, okay. You should see Madison's face. They've got the momentum going now. There's some higher energy pumping through the studio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hands and buttons, uh-huh. colon, bullets. Snap, crackle, pop, Ragnarok. Unfortunately, that one was bed knobs and broomsticks, golden. Uh, what was the colon? golem eye yeah but what was the uh the, of the oh, translation bullets okay i mean i think wow. like part of it's probably golem eye translated to something i like robot eye or something like sure that. like the number of times i translated it it would just like words would start to from the way like because you could take a word and translate it from this to like german and the way german works it's like to do this and so then if you go back to english it now says well to do to whatever verb etc so like it just kept like expanding and shrinking i mean the immortal iron blart became a full ominous sentence so yeah it did yeah but anyway uh i will send you two cool photos of uh a duck and we can post those on our instagram uh, with the episode here but that's all i have for you can see the photo also, the, t- the way you say the title, just for the listener who's new to this game, is based off of the way the Google Translate voice in English said that phrase to me one time, and I could not get it to repeat it in a way I could record it. Uh, and I was very upset. You can upset. see the photo. You it was more of like photo. a, you can see the photo. I can't do it. It's, yeah. It was very fun. Anyway, moving straight along, do we have a Carnival of Bits uh, game? Yes, we're, we're, we're rolling back into the Carnival of Bits, Madison's Carnival of Bits. Um uh we played this one in a bit i think we only played it once before maybe mm-hmm. twice before i don't remember um but um the best the best named title of my carnival of bits is kachinga ding ding the success in cinema assessment of assets All right. <laughs> um and i was very good at this last time 
Yes, yeah. So because uh, so this this game is um, I find movies that were in theaters at the same time as the Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. and I get two other movies, find out how much they made box office wise, and Mike has to order them from um, most successful to least successful. Um, and I thought this was a particularly good one to do for this movie since it is like universally panned, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, the last one we did this for was Aragon, which was also universally panned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I think it's a good one to pull out for those because to give perspective of like what was sure. going on in the theaters at that point. So um, what I'll do is I'll name the name of the movie. Uh, oh, and for reference, all of these movies were in theaters July of 2010. So, um, so what I'll do is I'll name the name of the movie and the budget. And then... Um, from those uh so wait am i just guessing which grossed the highest or am i guessing which made the most money off of their budget uh what made the uh what made the most money um so in profit not just which had the highest box office we're doing the one that made the most money off of the box office okay so yeah so the last airbender budget 150 million the sorcerer's apprentice uh that Mm. movie with nicholas cage Budget also 150 million. Interesting. Um, Predators, um, the one with uh, Adrian Brody. Um, budget was 40 million. Three kind of. I actually I don't know the history of uh, Predators, um, but I know The Sorcerer's Apprentice wasn't a great movie. <laughs> like wasn't like a, a highly acclaimed film. But I'm gonna go at, starting at the top with highest. I'm actually okay. going to put Avatar The Last Airbender for the same reason I put Aragon okay. middle of the pack because of opening weekend at least had to be big. Okay. I'm going to go next with Predators because of the franchise. I'll put Sorcerer's Apprentice last just because who the fuck knows what that movie is. Like, I've seen it, but I mean at the time it was like against everything else. Who's going to go see Jay Baruchel be trained by Nicolas Cage in magic <laughs> so that he can woo Kristen Stewart. And as I'm saying that out loud, I realize yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody. Are you sure you don't want to change? But... <laughs> <laughs> everyone no, I'm wants gonna... to see Jay Baruchel do magic. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone wants to see Jay Baruchel learn magic from Nicolas Cage and then also woo Kristen Stewart while they all fight Alfred Molina. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. I haven't seen this movie. You know a lot about it. I, I've seen it once and I just retained all of it. It um, is um, the story because it's a Disney movie and it is a story. Sorry, I don't, I don't even mean to talk about it too much, but like mm-hmm. it is like the story of like um, it's not Merlin. It is it is the uh, um, the it's the Mickey Mouse. The, what's the one where he controls the brooms or whatever? Yeah, um, it's Yen Sid or something like that because it's yeah, Disney yeah. backwards. I don't know if that's actually the name they gave to Nicolas Cage's character, but Fantasia. it's based off of Fantasia. Fantasia. It's, it, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I'm going to lock in, starting with highest grossing, Avatar The Last Airbender. Next is going to be Predators, followed by um, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay. Are you sure you want to lock that in? <laughs> yes. Cool. Tricked you. You're wrong. Oh, yeah? yeah. I mean, I was going to lock it in anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are correct. Last Airbender did have the uh it made 319.7 million mm-hmm. then the sorcerer's apprentice made 215.3 million 
Fair. Predators made 127.2 million. I knew by um, that point pred- the Predator franchise was starting to sort of slack off in in people's interests and stuff, but I didn't yeah. know if more people wanted to go see Sorcerer's Apprentice than sure the Predators movie. But fair enough. I think like maybe like because of kids, maybe because sure. of kids. Like I thought about that as well, but I figured Avatar was going to scoop most of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm um, in a little bit of a slump here. I haven't won in a few weeks now. I know, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I just I've been upping the difficulty. You've been doing so good. You you had like a streak, and then then I uh, I broke it. So and just because I did have the numbers, because you would be right if, as far as like what they netted, like because mm-hmm. they uh because the last Airbender made a hundred and sixty nine point seven million, Predators made eighty seven million. Sorcerer's Apprentice only oh, made 60, 65 million. See, you got me confused at the beginning. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, of Weak. course, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yep. So sorry, no win this time, but maybe next time when I yeah. when we uh return to Madison's Carnival of Games. <laughs> squish. Uh, oh no, you can't have the squish is my thing. I, I, you let the copyright lapse too long. I have to. <laughs> no, no, I retain the squish in perpetuity. <laughs> the squish perpetuity. Yeah, that's okay. my uh, legally distinct Jason Bourne uh, movie uh, property. The squish perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, just looking at my notes here, the obvious like thing where the movie left off or whatever, it was mm-hmm. going to continue the story of them going to maybe go earthbend next or right. And then the last movie would be firebending. Right. Um, yeah. but like, so, and with also the character of, and I have it here, Azula mm-hmm. kind of hunting, uh, hunting them down, I guess. So I think, uh, doing like a earthbending, like, uh, during mm-hmm. an earthbending, like adventure, I think would be, cool like in logical place to go and i think we could have fun there thinking of like things to do like um what we we need to do is like i like this idea like uh you share this like story with this girl who lives in the woods um who Mm -hmm. in the in the show like we could do something with her but it would have to be not the show right you know like like, as we do with um not quite the same level that we did with dragon ball the vegeta Mm -hmm. Uh, we're not putting paul blart in this movie yeah, but yeah. like similar of like tweaking things that we one could not, a portal, a portal, a portal opens up and Blart lands. The Avatar finds Aragorn's ear of corn in the wilds. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I agree that as much as I hate the things the way they did it in the movie, I if we're doing a sequel to this movie, we have to give that quarter turn. So like mm-hmm. instead of Toph, it's Toph or something like that. Sure, 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 sure. That's be more than that though. It has to like no, I know. Um, yeah, so let's do this. We're gonna do an earthbending story. Okay, and, um, that's the next one. In like, with the idea that eventually the third one would be a firebending. Thing. Now there is one last thing that we should discuss before we sub- we commit to earthbending. Okay. Last time, the reason we picked this movie was because I did say Avatar or the last Airbender colon Oops, we found another one, which you uh... thought you found very enjoyable. I'm not saying we have to do it, but I okay. also like, I know that was something that got you excited about doing this film. I don't mm-hmm. want to leap. I want to put that on the table just to see if you're still interested in doing something real stupid. 
Um, we maybe we can make it stupid, uh, <laughs> but I think like as a plot thing, because uh-huh. honestly, something that like really fascinated me about uh, this movie, because um, we're this is me still talking about the movie a little bit, because the movie mm-hmm. is very actually very sad at the mm-hmm. end, like very sad, because Ong doesn't want to be the fucking Avatar, but everyone wants him to be, and he ends this fucking like whole thing with the image that is behind me right now of him just with the saddest fucking face of doing a bow to all the waterbenders. Um, and to me, like, I don't understand why necessarily there has to be one avatar. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't gotcha. understand why, like there's no, at least the movie didn't explain why there has to be one avatar. It's just that there's like a prophecy or something like that. What if it is actually like, um, Oh, Anybody can be, any, anyone can do all of them, like, sure. if given enough time, right, and, and training. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to that. To answer your question, it's not really a prophecy, it's more just, there's just one. Sure. That's, like, that's the reason. But Without I, without any reason besides people just saying that there is, right? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I think the show is like, oh, no, we tried. There's just, that's the only person mm-hmm. who can, who can do it, but I'm not sure. against doing again. We're, we're, we're going off the rails. Like I'm not worried about what the show says is possible to me, uh, to go off of the, um, oops, there's another one. Oops. All avatars. Uh, oops, all avatars is pretty good. Yeah. Um, we could do Korra from the legend of Korra comes back in time, or mm. we could say fuck on and all of this cast and just do legend of Korra. we could yeah a show uh, that i'm sure you have a little bit more context for that's a show here's what i'll say i don't know if this will entice you i have very little context for legend of Korra. i watched like the first season didn't really feel like watching anymore and the, didn't so the i only thing i know about it is that i think pretty sure you varney voices Korra. yes right that's correct that's that, that's the only thing i know about it mm-hmm. um uh dante basco was zuko in the show the prince. Um, I don't know that. He's Rufio from Hook. Oh. He was he played voice uh, Prince Zuko. Yeah. Uh, Dante Basco and Janet Varney now have a podcast called, I think, Braving the Elements, where they talk about the show. The show. Oh, that's fun. Anyway. Um, uh, so what do we want to do? Um, I think we got a few exciting ideas here. I think yeah. I, I'm i going to pitch. I'm going to pitch for, um, and feel free to flex something sexy more. Like, we do the earthbending story. Mm-hmm. Like going to, but in this story, they're like, oh, like maybe the Earthbender's like, why do why do you get to be the Avatar? Why can't we all fucking do this thing? Like you know, or like like, um, it's just like, oh, well, it was said that only I could or whatever, and right. maybe that's the story of them all learning then, to do everything. So there's not just I'm one. not I'm not against the idea, but what's the answer? why like let me rephrase that is do you envision this being a movie in which they all learn to be avatars or Mm -hmm. or we answer the question why he's the only one um that they all get to be avatars okay so how do they all get to be avatars yeah i think it's like oh like i've never uh i've never even tried earthbending before like so um, it's legitimately just they grew up in a nation it's like oh yeah we're earthbenders oh okay we just don't try waterbending happens all the fucking time in the real world it's like oh well no i never could does i could i could i could know <laughs> yeah I, does it I, happen all the time where and nobody realizes that they can waterbend no more just like 
trying new things because they never have been exposed to it and they've never they've always been told that like they never could but mm-hmm. uh, i mean so i'm again not opposed to it i'm just trying to think of like how do we get there in a way that's not just like it was in your heart the whole time like i don't oh, want God. it to be like ang bequeaths have you ever Avatar watched anime before right? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but i mean like I don't know. I just, I have, but even then some of them find more interesting ways of going about mm-hmm. it was in your heart the whole time than just like, I don't know. Have you tried water bending? <laughs> and then they do yeah, and they yeah, can yeah. do it. Like, but I'll tell you what, we kind of, it seems like we have an idea that we're interested in. Let me go ahead and start our timer for 30 minutes. Yeah. Prequels, we're trying a new system where we kind of get to the a thing that interests us and then we start our timer. So we don't, I don't know, say lock ourselves into a mind battle in the brain of John Malkovich and then kind of slog our way through it for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start our time now. We have 30 minutes on the clock. So we're let's at least like meet where we're picking up in the story, right? Mm-hmm. So um, do we think it should... I, to me, I think it makes the most sense mm. to, um, to pick up maybe a few months later or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're preparing to go out. Like Ang is preparing. No, in this one, we just start calling him Ang again. Cause fuck I don't it. know. I no. It's on. Uh, it's on. It's on. Okay. Yeah, it's on. Look, we're not making this movie to appease the fans. Yeah, I just think it would be funny if the, in this one we call him Ang, but in the previous one he was just always pronounced Ang. Let me rephrase it. It's Law of Equal Exchange, like from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Whose name are we now mispronouncing? Uh, okay, it's Katara's. Then it's Katera. Katera. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Ang, Katera, and so forth. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is Soka correct or is that wrong? Too? No, his name is Sokka in the Sokka. show. Okay, but they call him Soka. So okay. Ang, Katera, and Sokka. Yeah, Sokka. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're heading out. I do need to make a very quick correction because this may lead us to something interesting. Toph isn't a hermit who lives in the woods. I that's later. I think in Legend of Korra, she they meet her because they look for they to, to teach Ang airbending. They go to basically like WWE like mm. earth bending match to find yeah. like a great master. And Toph is there, and she wins. But she's, like, nine years old, like, knee-high, and she's beating, like, WWE wrestler-level, like, ripped dudes. So they follow her to, like, get her to teach them. And it turns out she's actually the daughter of a noble family who sneaks out to do this because they try to keep her... They're not locked up, but they try to keep her within the grounds because she's blind, and they think she's going to get hurt if she goes out or whatever. Uh, She has Matt Murdock, or not kind of Matt Murdock, sense where she feels vibrations, and that's how she sees I just wanted to make that quick correction in case that inspires any kind of story. Yeah, yeah we yeah, could yeah. also have her be a hermit in the woods since we're again we're skewing off of canon. No, we could we could do the the wrestling would be a cool scene, right? You know, like um, we can also introduce the boulder, many people's favorite side character, a wrestler, okay. earthbender called the boulder, which is very clearly just the rock, but yeah, like a sure. joke off of the rock. But. Yeah. So um, they hear that um, there are. There's a collection, even though they know some earthbenders already back in that mm-hmm. little village or whatever. But like, I guess maybe they yeah, need to go poor. to. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're poor. <laughs> they don't. Uh, they also maybe haven't been doing it for a long time. So like, um, maybe they could. And I think there's like there seems some, to be some sort of like, at least in story fiction that like uh, in story like plot that like the temples have something to do with it to like to like learn sure. and like to train um like the air temple seemed to have a lot of different like training materials right so um 
um in the show that was because they're monks i think a lot of the other bendings just kind of like a thing people learn and know how to do airbending okay. specifically was like a monastic order but again we can set up temples if that's like yeah at least like, an interesting story like the earth temple the air t- or the water temple etc we could say that like um because the war is still going on with like the fire the mm-hmm. the firebenders like maybe they hear that the earthbenders are um in this particular region are have been able to fight back and like hold them off for a while and it's like oh that would be the best place to go um to learn from the people who are doing it the best and seem to have the most knowledge right we can do a scene then where they kind of like fly in low. They're like over rich, like watching and it's the two armies squared up. And we do like in Troy at the very beginning where um, Achilles is going to fight one-on-one. It's like your best fighter, my best fighter will settle it now. And this huge firebender comes out. He's blasting flames, whatever. He's like eight feet tall, 300 pounds of muscle. And then the, the earthbenders part and nine-year-old like knee-high Toph Beifong comes out blind. She's got like the, the stick and everything. And then they start crying up and then he like rushes or whatever and she just like does one move and he's KO'd. Like he's maybe dead. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's how um, we like and establish her and that she's a fucking badass. We should establish the move here in a second, but yeah. um, this scene has that great, that great trope where um, the firebender comes in and then uh, this huge fucking earthbender comes in and maybe it's the, the, the what was sure. his name? The, the boulder. The, the it, it could be like a nod to the boulder. Um, mm-hmm. This guy comes going in you see the ground shaking or whatever and then like he stands in front of the firebender and then he turns around and then toft is on in a backpack like uh-huh. uh carrying her and then she gets down and, like oh it's clearly she's the fighter not this big not the boulder who's coming coming forward just a great like entrance sort of trope um but uh what do we think <laughs> No, it's good. I love it. We can talk about the move now if we want. We can also we got about twenty. No, we've only been about five minutes. I mean, the the thing it could be a classic earth bending thing. I think Toph uses it a few times. If she just stomps and the ground under him just launches him like high enough and far enough away that that man is clearly dead now, but we yeah, don't yeah. like see it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like I I, I just want to get back because I, I don't think we'll come back for it. I just don't yeah. think we will. Sure. Um. So, uh. Yeah. So Toph just like steps and. Uh, does like one step. I think like the firebender does like this cool trick or whatever, and is like, oh, and I, he's about to hu- do a huge fireball at her, um, and then she just like takes one step and he launches up and then lands, and mm-hmm. he's knocked out. Um, cool. So maybe it's that they can't get into the earth like mm-hmm. temple or like or palace or whatever it is or hideout or whatever, yeah. and mm-hmm. Aang has to fight Toft. Right. Um, or one of them has to beat Toft um, in battle to uh, get in. And maybe Aang tries and so does Katera. Um, and they both can't. But then uh, Sokka can. Right. Uh, Sokka does or something. So- Soka does. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I like the idea we do have if you're interested in this in the show the earth kingdom does have this one city that's famously unsiegeable called boston say if that's interesting it's like it wouldn't be a temple it'd be like a big city that's fine um yeah that way we can get a little bit more of a reference from the show in there yeah yeah yeah. that Um, makes a lot of more like that would make a lot more sense so uh we'll do that um and um 
We can turn another it, avatar trope on the head because they're repelling the earth, the firebenders so well. Um, they can talk about the war and they can say like joyously that there is no war in bossing say. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot. There's a th- famous bit from the show. There is no war in bossing say, but it's different. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about how Soka, right? Soka. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Soka beats beats Toft real fast. Um, sure. I ha- I have an um, idea that like. Uh, they talked about in the first one, oh, uh, Earthbenders, like, uh, the ground is an extension of yourself or whatever. You're always connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what if uh, uh, Soka uses uh, his boomerang and literally knocks her off her feet and thus, like, beating her? Like, mm-hmm. like it's like, uh, just he keeps knocking her over so she can't actually Earthbend with the boomerang over and over again. Um, and we could say, like, before in uh she defeated ang ang and katera uh mm-hmm. by like just doing way more like she she's just more a more powerful bender i think maybe. oh yeah or, like um that tracks definitely with um her character i do kind of like the idea of the like the idea of the duel being he clocks the fact that she, with her feet on the ground, she's unstoppable. So it, when they he goes up to fight her, like with the other fights, there's like a bit where they stand close and they like bow to each other. Mm-hmm. And then the, the duel starts. And instead of the others where they like jump away and get ready to fight, he just picks her up off the ground. That's good. Yeah. And he's just holding her up in the air. She's like, put me down, put me down. Like, just like slapping at him. Like she's not yeah, like yeah, physically yeah. like strong enough to like beat him up. And he's just like puts her over his shoulder and they like walk into the city. That's good. I like that. That's that's comical and fun and mm-hmm. way more uh, lighthearted than the mo- than the first movie ever did. So yeah. I like it. I mean, we do have good, cool battles of her and Aang and Katara. Sorry, Katara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not well, just like, like we immediately undercut any of her strength. Yeah. Well, I think like the the big thing with them is like I don't know air like air like over time there just won't be enough. It would just take too long for air to blow away the like the dirt wall or mm-hmm. something that she protects herself in and then water can erode over time but it's just going to take too long like she she has too much time on her hands that she can just kind of take over and like and do another earth bending move and defeat them before they could ever like actually defeat her like and go through her barriers so mm-hmm. um cool yeah so um they get into the city um she agrees to um, teach them, teach Aang earthbending, um, and they start training. Um, and if we want to do the oops all benders or something or oops all oops all thing, like maybe this is where Katera like tries it too or whatever or like observes and. Um, My thought for that, if we wanted to go with that angle, would be that they ask her to teach. Or Ang, right? Because we, we changed it. Um, like he's the avatar. Like you teach him, or you'd be you're the mightiest earthbender we've ever seen. Teach you could teach the avatar, and she says no. And they ask like, why not? Just why should I teach you if you if you can't if you're not going to teach me or something like that? Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like the only the avatar can do all the elements. And she's like, well, how do like how do you know? Well, yeah. that's what the prophet. Well, we can get into your thing, but the idea is she won't teach him. It's like why should I teach you if you're not going to teach me? Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. And maybe we could like do a thing where like everyone knows two, like you know, like and it is everybody like, gets two. <laughs> everybody gets two. Yeah. Well, and you could do like a thing where, um, and I don't know if they get into this. I bet there's like cool combo moves 
Aang eventually does in the show to like mm-hmm. blend them together. Like, but like, um, if Toft can like learn dirt and like, or, or sorry, earth and air, then maybe she, later on she could do this cool like move with creating like a tornado or something like that, or a mm-hmm. dust or a dust bowl or something like that, right? Sure. And then Ang, um, I guess Ang would have this, or Aang. sorry, I'm or. I guess Aang would have the same power, too, to do the same thing. And they could do a double twister sort of thing. A classic move. Yeah. But then um, if Katera learns it, too, learns earthbending, she could do, like, a mudslide thing. That Mm -hmm. would be really rad. Yeah. So is it just a matter of nobody's just ever tried to learn another bending? Like, in the history of the world, no one's ever tried to learn two. If they if if it's like in their culture that they never tried, right? You know, like it sounds like that they, it sounds like the world has been built around this prophecy that the Avatar will save them all or um, bring peace to the world. But I don't know. I think stories that like question that sort of thing are way more compelling in general. Like the idea, because because it's sort of like a messiah sort of thing, right? I mean, maybe Toph knows how to do it already, and she's like was more like making a point like it's revealed that oh yeah i could i can actually do all four bending also i just was trying to make it prove a point that might be a good angle to take uh where toft actually already knows all this stuff and has been training and like she's also younger than them right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she's like way younger than them and just like yeah it's like if you take the time you do it i wasn't i was born with earth bending but i decided to take my time to actually try to learn the others like it is possible Mm -hmm. right so I think that might be a good like way to introduce it in this moment, and maybe we can see her do firebending too at some point. Um, What's the lesson then that she's trying to teach Ong? Um, because if the if she's like, no, I'm not going to teach you unless you teach me, but she already knows how to do it, then she's mm-hmm. doing this either to be a dick or to teach him some kind of lesson. Maybe it is like she she would be a good example that of like. Because I think Ong's like thing in the first one is like he doesn't want to be the Avatar, but like mm-hmm. everything from his birth to up to the end of the movie is saying that he has to be right, like destiny itself and like every the world pushes him to be. And she she's a good example of like oh I was born an Earthbender, but I chose I made a choice to not only let that define who I am. I chose to try to seek other things. So like it, it maybe shows him that the that you have a choice and you don't always have to follow the path that like everyone like makes out for you. You 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 just because you were born with this and like born with this supposed destiny that was pre-written for mm-hmm. you, you don't have to follow that if you don't want to. Like I also think that this could show the idea of like yeah, everybody talks about how the Avatar is the only one who can bend all four elements and they really focus on that, but like that's just a thing that people can do. The mm-hmm. focus of the avatar should be on their spirit. Cause like they're arguably there to like keep peace between the nations and be an yeah. ambassador, etc. That doesn't necessarily have to do with the bending. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that fosters an understanding of each culture and whatnot. But like mostly the job is like, doesn't have, shouldn't have anything to do with bending. It's just people and yeah. your spirit. Like you weren't chosen to be the avatar. The spirit didn't choose you to be the avatar because you could bend all four elements. Um, bending all four elements doesn't make you the avatar. Being you makes you the avatar. Yeah. that's Something like that. And that's an angle that Aang can kind of like grasp onto. That's not like, oh, I have to be a great warrior. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like he says, wars make not one great. 
Like it's not the powers he has. It's who he is. Um, and that can yeah. be a thing then of like, yeah, like fucking, you could teach everybody to be, to bend all four elements. And we could have an army of avatar benders, but you're the avatar because of who you are in here and checkpoints at his chest. Right. We have about just under 15 minutes left. We should talk about what the threat is. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Zula, Zuka, what's going on? Like what kind of outside attack is coming? And I think, and we need to talk about um, what is um, the guy with the scar, the, the firebender, Azuko, Azuko. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, we need to talk about what he's doing during this, but I think like, as far as the um, Azula, right? Azula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as what Azula is doing, I think she's like leading the army and right. And like, she's like teaching, mm-hmm. she's leading the army to hunt them down and is on their trail. Um, I think similar to the first one where they're like, just trying to hunt them down and they're following them to the fire. Um, mm-hmm. To the fire nation or sorry to the earth to the earth Water, uh, yeah. to the earth nation and i think maybe she gets to that like same like stop gap that the rest of the fire army has not been able to penetrate right you know mm-hmm. and maybe uh she faces off against like toft as well and i don't know what her thing is in the show or anything like that anything we could base off of but like i don't know she seems kind of like a very controlled but chaotic very powerful person it seems like it seems that she has a little more grasp on like maybe she can conjure fire already from herself like that like other people can't like you know or that one the general can right the um but uh, um actually in the here's this might help in the show um azula can actually generate and bend lightning Mm. Um, most firebenders, like really skilled firebenders, can redirect lightning. There's a whole episode. Where there's this like legend of General Iroh being like he redirects a lightning bolt as it strikes yeah. him in like a storm. Azula, the Fire Lord, and Iroh, I guess at this point, can generate lightning on their own. So they do this whole like okay. routine, and then they shoot lightning. So that could this, be a thing. To mm-hmm. I have this idea. Then um, she gets to the camp right outside the Earth Nation. Um, uh, the Earth Nation city. What was it called again? Basingsei. Basingsei. Um, and and she, uh, they're like the army is like, oh, so do we want to attack? Um, and she looks up at the sky and she's like, no, we must wait a few hours because she sees a storm coming in, and so she waits mm. until the storm comes in because she knows she can do this thing. She knows she can right. bend lightning and direct lightning. Right. Well, she can um, generate lightning. Like she generate. doesn't need a storm. She can just do it. Yeah, it might just be like a interesting, sure. fun like mm-hmm. like way that she she planned to get the upper hand over the person, right? Also, yeah. another way to enrage fans. Yeah, sure. Which is our uh, main goal here today. Yes. So, um, um, I think that's good. I think that um, so that gives us a ticking clock as well. They either need to clear out of town before the storm comes in, or see, stop I, her, or see. I think I I see it as like. They don't know she can do that. And then Toft faces against her mm. and in the same kind of one on one battle. And uh, it seems like Toft has the upper hand and then like a lightning like formulation or I don't know what it's actually called. But like and then Azula just like electrocutes the ground where where they are and they fall into like a hole or they cause mm. thunder. Right. Or some sort of like. Or I mean, uh, Toft just gets struck by lightning. I mean, yeah, that's... it's also it's also just like surprising, right? Like yeah. Toft couldn't be ready for that, right? In right. any any sense, because I think Toft is a very accomplished bender, but they don't mm-hmm. know how to do everything, right? Yeah. You know, like 
So Toft, you see, now I'm saying Toft. Toft goes down, and yeah. what just like Azul then just takes over the city. Yeah, I think like that's what we should discuss next, and maybe we can talk about um, uh, Zuka a little bit, um, right? Zuka. Uh, it's Zuko, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Whatever. Um, sure. Yeah, Danny Zuko. Uh, uh, Dan- Danny Zuko. Maybe we could talk about what he's Tora? doing, and maybe that's where we can maybe fit his character in a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. do we think his character is? working with the fire nation like alongside his sister or do we think he's kind of still doing his underground sort of like like lone 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 warrior technically he's banished so he can't really work with the fire nation Mm -hmm. uh and also generally he doesn't want to he he's like his whole thing is getting his honor back and by doing that Mm -hmm. that he'd have to capture the avatar deliver him to the fire lord so like he has to do it himself if he helps the fire nation do it that's nothing he yeah. has to bring back the avatar. Mm. Like that's the only condition of his return home. So I think he's perp, like he is working at cross purposes with Azula. Cause she's also really, at least in the show, she doesn't have like a huge army. She's got like a, like a decent size, like battleship mm-hmm. and the soldiers on there, but it's not like the full might. She's also kind of an like independent operative, but like, but I'm not saying we can't have an army with her there at Bossing Say. I just mean to say, generally, that's the case. Like, Zuko would definitely be yeah. fucking trying to kind of sh- fuck her shit over while also trying to capture the Avatar. Theoretically, the next movie would be Fire, where mm-hmm. he learns firebending from Zuko. And then, I think because it's the last book of the series, they also then, spoilers, beat the Fire Lord. Um, what? Yeah, sorry. We could try to set up the B story also to be some angle where by the end of the movie he's like entirely disenfranchised with the fire nation and his father and all of that and he um joins team avatar sorry team yeah. avatar um something we could do a la um sort of uh with that sort of angle um where we're setting up the third movie to be like a um a zuko ang buddy buddy sort of thing mm-hmm. like learning from each other kind of thing is he succeeds in capturing Aang at the end of the movie and is going mm. off with him sort of like at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, you know, where they mm-hmm. split off, you know, like and start having their own. I don't hate that. Yeah. But they start having their own independent stories mm-hmm. where like the third movie we're setting up for uh, Katera and Soka. Soka and Toft to maybe Toft is healing. Right. Mm-hmm. I know I'm adding a T. I'm just that's doing fine. it now. I, yeah, that's um, fine. I don't hate it. They're like on the rescue mission or they're trying to plot or maybe they're doing the the war part of, you know, the two towers. Right. You know, uh-huh. like that's what they're doing. Like it's like, oh, we can't worry about Aang right now. You know, like we have so much other stuff we have to plan for. Um, but yeah, like maybe that's part of the what happens during the seat, the the when the Fire Nation is attacking uh uh, Bossing mm-hmm. um, Bossing Say, Bossing Say um, is attacking Bossing Say. Is that um, Dev Patel's character captures Aang? I have a really, really stupid idea. Hit me. We need more stupidity in this because we haven't had a lot. So we'll need a set piece somewhere in Bossing Say where mm-hmm. they hang out a lot, like the group visits a lot, or it can be in their rooms or something like that, mm-hmm. and. Throughout the movie, 
we cut to like Zuko and maybe he's like monologuing, but he's clearly hiding like in yeah. something like a barrel or whatever. It's not, I mean, it's not a barrel, but he's, and then at the climax of the movie, the group's like hurriedly trying to grab some shit to run away. And he just bursts out of like a chest that's been in their room the whole time. Like he's been hiding there the whole time Mimic. waiting for the perfect movie. <laughs> he just like bursts out of this chest, like grabs Aang, like stops, whatever, Everybody else, and then just like cheeses it with the avatar. But like the whole mm-hmm. movie, he's just been hiding in this chest of drawers, right? This like sea mm-hmm. trunk or something that's been in the room. Like Katara sat on it like two or three times throughout the, the like the movie, and then he's just secretly been in there the whole time. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Like because the the first movie sort of has like a really bad uh, Katara voiceover like throughout mm-hmm. it um, that eventually just goes away, and it's not. It, like most voiceovers do um it just eventually goes away and like isn't um it doesn't come back she does the voiceover for the theme like the opening theme Mm -hmm. i guess of the show she doesn't do voiceover for the rest of the show Mm -hmm. the movie just was like oh we need to we need to download a huge amount of exposition right now yeah but yeah i like that idea of him having that vo of like during different points and like the uh Mm -hmm. uh the journey uh and maybe, maybe like maybe, maybe like his theme is patience. Maybe he's just talking about patience the entire time as he's sitting in this barrel, just waiting for the moment or whatever. I have an idea as well that it's clearly he's like laying down in like a box, maybe. Mm-hmm. But on Azula's ship or in her camp throughout the movie, we see she has like a box or something, and she's talking to somebody inside it like tauntingly it's maybe like a prisoner i don't know we can it doesn't have to be but it's somebody who when it's like she opens the box and it's not zuko but the whole movie we're led to believe he's the one in the box in her camp okay she was captured there so when he busts out of the fucking steamer trunk in there in team avatars team avatars rooms it's just like wait what the fuck he's been in there for days yeah yeah I i i like that idea and then, like, I think it's a good moment to, like, that's when the party splits off after learning this information that, like, oh, yeah, anybody can learn any bending, too. Like, and Aang mm-hmm. can take that lesson with, as he goes off with uh, Zuko, and maybe that's how they can connect and everything there, like, in the third movie. And also, like, Katera, Toph, and Soka, Soka um, are all doing the thing there um i still don't think soka soka learns any bending ever i don't want him to ever learn any bending ever but like maybe the third movie also includes um katara learning earth bending and other and other bending too and sort of there is a part of me that viscerally reacted to the idea of splitting up team avatar but like yeah i'm with you on this it's this isn't the show this ain't your daddy's avatar no, it's uh, it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Is there anything else we want to do? I think like I don't, I don't think actually like maybe there's a fight. There's some there. Maybe there's like a little bit of fighting with um, um, Azula, like mm-hmm. somewhat. But I don't think there's needs to be too much of anything. Maybe we see like Azula burn and defeat one of the leaders of the Earth. Mm-hmm. like thing. maybe it's the boulder oh yeah we kill king boomy uh yeah cool. that'll also piss a lot of people off yeah yeah but it's like if he's the if king boomy uh yeah. if he's like 
the leader of the place it's like oh of course he would face off against azula and like maybe they have yeah. a good battle but like she ultimately defeats him like all right well i think we did it i'm not even gonna ask the question i think we did it what do we call it i have like Ava- or the last airbender colon book two earth would be mm-hmm. i guess the last airbender colon book two colon earth but the last airbender to welcome to earth um, oh my god <laughs> Uh, oh my god madison um <laughs> oh no i <laughs> you seem to really like that let's i'll tell you what let's give it a minute and see if we come up with anything else and if not we'll call it earth at last airbender to call it welcome, welcome to, to earth, earth. <laughs> um uh I- I'll say this, and I'm just going to throw out there again. It may not be a good title for this, but it will be a little bit of a, a wink at the audience. We could call it The Last Airbender, colon, Warren Bossing Say. Because there's the line, there is no Warren Bossing Say, which is, again, a famous oh. line from the show. So we could call it that. Again, it it hits if you get the reference. Otherwise, sure. it's just words next to each other. But Sure, sure, sure. I don't think we can do Oops All Benders because we didn't really. Yeah, I think that's the third movie. I think the third movie is Oops All Benders because that's what we're leading to. So we have The Last Airbender, The Last Airbender 2, Welcome to Earth, The Last Airbender 3, Oops All Benders. Yeah. Jesus. Um, It's Welcome to Earth. We're not. I can't. Welcome to Earth. I'm sure we can come up with a better title than that. My brain won't stop repeating the phrase Last Airbender 2, Welcome to Earth. So it's pointless to keep trying. Okay. Then that's what it is. All right, well, there it is. The Last Airbender 2, Welcome to Earth. Now, I know I said it, but I do have to legally ask the question, did we do it? I think we did it. This one was a very uh, fun one to talk about. Um, Absolutely. Granted, like, yeah, like I said, I really wanted to do this one this week because I knew you had, like, an intimate knowledge of The Last Airbender. So I'm glad we Mm -hmm. could, like, talk about the show and the movie and try to figure out, like, what a logical sequel would be. Um, (laughs) Well... The logical sequel being Prince Zuko hiding in a box for weeks at a time too. That's actually really comp- that's really compelling to me. I I I, I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see Dev Patel through the entire movie. I mean, we do, but he's just like laying in a box. Like it's he yeah. clearly filmed for like three days at most. Yeah, exactly. All Jesus. right. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including in the pile of your favorite rocks outside. You know that pile of rocks that you're always looking at when you go on your, um, your I gotta get out of my house walks? Mm-hmm. Look under there. There we are. The Boulder listens to the Equalizers podcast. Well, you can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in SQL. Uh, We'd love it if you would also give us a rating and a review. Five stars, four stars, you know, whatever your heart tells you. Mm -hmm. uh, That'd be great. We'd also love it if you would tell a friend... Tell some friends, get our logo tattooed on your body, whatever you feel is appropriate. Just, you know, spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Uh, just tell anybody about us and like. Literally um, any like, one person in the one world. Person. Just tell them about it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they'll Your therapist, your priest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say the know, person at the McDonald's checkout, but don't harass. Don't harass those workers. And, you know, like retweet our stuff, you know, like when we, we post it, like retweet our stuff and 
um it really gets us out there and stuff like um we've we have a we have a steady we we have a steady listener base it'd be nice to have like maybe a few more you know we put it this way you had to be subjected to this don't you want other people to also have to suffer yes exactly and you know what you're never going to get a last airbender sequel this is it this is the one you get this is ours we're doing this for you we're doing this for you fans well uh, the only other people we have left to thank are the Banana Boys for our theme to Substraten off our debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S as in, oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. All right, Madison, what's cooking for next time? So I think we're on the precipice of it coming out, I think. What about Dune? Uh, let me check. I think Dune's farther off. Is it? Is it farther off? I thought it was wrong. I thought it was Christmas, but October. Okay, so maybe October. we should wait a little bit on that one. Um, yeah, we could go one movie up and listen to Doom. Doom, the one with the rock. Yeah, that would be a fun one to do. We have been talking about doing Star Kid for a while. We That's put true. it off for a bit because of the next Starfighter. We didn't want to do space right away again. Yeah, uh, but that's something that's been on our list for a bit that we've been talking about pretty consistently. That'd be a good one to do. What do you think between Doom and Star Kid? What's your? It's kind of a toss up. Should we do like a flip? I'd, I'd really be down for either. Yeah, let's do a flip. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you want? Heads? What do you want? Tails? Let's just do heads. Doom. Tails. Star Kid. We'll put them in alphabetical order. Tails. All right. Next time, tune in as Madison Jones and I. Go back to our childhood in space exosuits with Star Kid. Woo! That's this is that's this is the one uh, where they eat the burger or something. This There's is like the a, one like, with the burger. The burger, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the burger. The shape. one thing I remember about this movie, like yeah, vividly, is yeah. the burger. That and at one point he like tricks the suit into being like, "Oh hey, I punched that guy. Let me out." <laughs> uh, that, yeah, but They're, cool. Well, there's one last thing before our sign-off that I do want to address, and I'm going to put some links in the show notes. Uh, this movie also has a lot of um, race-bending yes. controversy and things. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like we were distinctly qualified to really touch on this as two white people. I'm going to find some articles here, um, and I will put them in the show notes for anybody who is interested in reading further on that. But I didn't want it to go by without mentioning that uh, we are aware. It just um, We got caught up in the moment and didn't end up mentioning it till now but there will be uh, articles in the show notes on this topic yeah yeah we'll we'll have those in there for you so for the equalizers i'm madison jones i'm mike no that was a joke you're supposed to laugh at this point some laughter will be good laughter you know he 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 ha 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 ho 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 get it now i am not (laughs) sweet Hey, hey, what is that? Power hey, core overload. Explosion imminent. Explosion, what explosion? You scared the crap out of me. Why'd you do that? For fun. <laughs> I have mastered the concept of fun. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt.
Come on, man, now follow my leader. We'll do the two-step strut. Come on, dance with me. Mm-hmm.